Hello. This is Spencer and Lisa Breedlove coming to you on the Chord of Three podcast. We are super excited that you have chosen to listen in as we share a little bit about life. Happy Easter, Lisa. Happy Easter, Spencer. It's been a great one. It has been a really, really good day today with family, friends at church. Yes. You got to do a little rocking of the babies at church today. I did. That's pretty cool. stayed in the nursery. Hadn't done that in a while. I was able to catch up with some people today at church that I haven't seen in a while. That was good. That means Spencer was talking, talking. which he does all the time. Oh, yeah. Non-stop. Non-stop. You don't There's... need any practice. <laughs> no, you're funny. <laughs> you're you funny. do it so well. So speaking so of well. talking, why do you think we started the podcast? So I can just keep on talking, right? <laughs> That's right. That and it? people actually listen, I can't believe it. <laughs> they do. They do. And it's slowly growing. <laughs> I'm thinking that we will have over a thousand downloads by the end of this week. That's pretty cool. I have nothing. You have no idea. Like, what does that mean? I don't care how many downloads. Point of reference, I don't know. Yeah, what does that mean? That sounds awesome, though. I don't know what it means either. All all I know is... is (laughs) We've never had a podcast before. Yeah. I mean, a thousand downloads sounds pretty cool to me. It does sound good. Mm -hmm. And there's still people from all over the world that listen. Right. Of course, Mm -hmm. maybe they just like our accents. That's humbling. No, it's really humbling. It is humbling. Very, and it's crazy that something that is really recorded right here at our dining room table can go all over mm-hmm. creation. And it's not really about us. We just pray that the Lord takes um, what we say and um, the mistakes we've made or the some of the things that we have figured out, that he takes it and, you know, uses it. Yep, our pain can be your gain. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Pain, Can we that, get pain is that privilege. Yeah, pain is a privilege. Yeah. Justin and I were having a conversation about pain is a privilege. Uh huh. On this oh, little yeah. backcountry trip that we did this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was hurting with my knees and whatnot. And I, and I did something. I was like, oh, I did like some kind of weird noise or something like that. <laughs> or I started talking about it like, man, my knees are just killing me. He goes, are you giving your pain a voice? Ooh. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess I am giving my pain a voice. Yep. And so then we had a really deep conversation about, do we give our pain a voice? And my thinking was, well, if pain is a privilege, then pain should have a voice, but we're not really here to talk about pain and privilege and pain having a voice, but you know, uh, our pain can definitely be your gain. You can learn a lot from our stupidity. Um, Speak our, for yourself. Our, oh, okay. My stupidity <laughs> um, and our heartaches and yes. challenges and you name it. Okay, so. so what are we going to talk about today? Talking about pain, you did just get back from a hike 
Yeah, what did you call that Which trail is, that I hit, that I went on this weekend? Well, I just glanced. Did, yeah, at you the just name glanced. Yeah, what did like you say? Penhati. <laughs> <laughs> but it only has one T. I know phonics. It's Penhody Trail, the Penhody Trail. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting that y'all picked this weekend, Easter weekend. You know, um, Holy Week. Yep. Leading up to what Jesus did. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I don't. It, there was y'all just really, pick. I know you were looking. Yeah, for there a wasn't date, anything, but, but I but I did send. It's Justin, neat how it coincides. I yeah. did send Justin a message saying, "Hey, man, we need to do this like mm. every Easter weekend and call oh. what we did Golgotha." Oh, because it was kind of rugged. It was rugged. Yeah, yeah. So tell us. It was crazy. So we're going to talk about that little hiking mission trip. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about our Easter day going to church and things that we've learned and family, friends. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about parenting, that parenting is hard, but God is able. True. Parenting is hard, but God is able. So Lisa's waving her hands at me again. She's like, you got to hurry up, boy. You don't tell people all the points you're going to, you just start. Telling them. But Did you never learn that in speech I'm 101? Guiding. You don't say, I'm going to get up here and give a speech about... You don't do that. You just I'm giving them the table of contents. Oh, just okay. boom, 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 boom. Okay. All right. Just one, two, three. Tell We're going to one, two, three. your hiking mission. The hiking mission. Yes. Yes. So, first of all, I, I, I decided we're going to do... I'm going to do like a chord of three plus podcast. And it'll still be you know, on this particular channel, quarter three, but it'll be like extra, like interviews that I may have with a coach or interviews that like I did with mm-hmm. Justin and Corey. Mm-hmm. We did an on the road. Oh yeah. You took some. Of yeah. The we did the on okay. the road again type of a podcast and okay. we were, Justin was driving. We were doing an after actions report after our mission on the pin this weekend. And, so I'm going to be like putting those out like midweek, like at mm-hmm. special occasions, okay. special editions. All right. We got some other things cooking there, at least cooking in my mind. Lisa, Something's always Lisa's smoke. like, smoke. Oh, it's this is ears. new. It smells. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Something's burning. Something's burning. Something's burning. Yeah. It's usually, not, something's usually burning around me. I'm glad I didn't set anything on fire this weekend. You said it, not me. Yeah. So, yes, we were on a hike, an overnight backpacking trip on the Penhody Trail, we in which is in Alabama. Part of it is in Alabama. And then it treks up to, um, it meets into the AT. It meets the AT somewhere mm-hmm. in Georgia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it, of course, in the AT goes all the way up into, Technically, it goes all the way up into Nova Scotia. Um, I think the ending point is Maine, but then from there, it keeps going, going. It's a it's a long way, very very long way. Um, there's a lot of people that have hiked that full thing, but me, I'm not looking to hike the full AT. Yesterday was or this weekend was parts. long enough. Yeah, you can pick parts of it. So this one is like an introductory. Uh, or a lead into trail from the Penhody to the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. and it was a really, really pretty hike. 
Um, I had no idea that Alabama the, could be pretty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> for our Alabama fans. That was um, for my best friend. Yeah, that was for your best friend there, Pam. It it was really pretty. Um, yeah. The, I saw the, the mountains on that side of mm-hmm. the state of Alabama and mm-hmm. just, you know, an hour west of West Georgia moving into Alabama, it, it was really, really beautiful. Mm. Um, now, they don't the, – the peaks of those mountains are not – you know, very high. I mean, you're only talking maybe a little over 2,000 feet in elevation. The ones surrounding that you see? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the the terrain was incredibly difficult. It was very technical. What we did, and we, we put in at a trailhead called Adams Gap, and we started hiking up, and once we hiked up to the ridge line and uh, of the of the trail the trail was actually if you could think a ridge line not on the top of a mountain but maybe oh i don't know give it 100 200 yards down from the top of the mountain and you're basically hiking on the side of a mountain all right um heading over to our initial our, our really our first objective was to camp out at mcdill overlook which was awesome to be able to be there but in order to get from adams gap to where we were going to be camping Mm -hmm. the the terrain was incredibly technical um i I learned a new word that justin and Corey taught me they call that a pleistocene upheaval now i don't know if they were yanking my chain i have no idea so i'm i googled pleistocene Uh, well i finally googled it and it goes back like millions and millions of years. I, look, I'm a That's, young earth you could tell by believer the, or whatever. That word, if you knew that. I'd never heard of that word. Oh, okay. I'm not that smart. Like dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't, okay. uh, that didn't, okay. that didn't compute. Okay. So, I didn't know if they were yanking my chain, so I really right. just kind of came up with my own. So, Your my, own own defi- my own definition oh. okay. of the Pleistocene upheaval. Uh-huh. Big mountain with big boulders. Pleistocene upheaval. Big mountain. Translated. Yes. Translated into my mind. Right. Big, big mountain, mountain with big boulders. Big boulders. Okay. And seriously, it looked like rocks got in a fight mm-hmm. underneath the surface of the earth. And the victor, the victor of those two rocks, it, one comes out of the mountain just... And it is, but they're just overlapping each other. They're too. overlapping. Showed, yeah. They're overlapping, and then there's there's boulders that had broken off, and literally our trail, at moments, our trail was just rock. Meaning, like no dirt, like, no like pathway. No, no. Yeah. your pathway was on the on the different boulders. So you were scaling and we were, rock climbing, uh, basically. But we didn't have. I mean, we Not didn't have carabiners, have carabiners and, and ropes cords. and things like that. Yeah. We weren't, you know, doing mm-hmm. things like that. But, but there were times where, you know, you had to scale up maybe mm-hmm. two or three feet uh, up a boulder or a rock, and then you would have to make your way back down. It was a lot of up and down, a lot of up and down hmm. coming over those rocks and. 
it was easy to lose a trail. Yeah. Yes, because in some cases the. What um, about the blaze? The blaze, very good, Lisa. Hey, I learned. Yeah. Um, sometimes the blaze was faded. Sometimes mm. the blaze was not on a tree; it was on a rock. Ooh. And sometimes the rock, um, and it was a color blue. It was kind of a, um, a, a almost a Carolina blue is yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. And there were places where they had put the blaze on a rock or it was on an old tree and that old tree had, had fallen. fallen over. Yeah. And it hadn't been maintained. And so there was a couple of times where we actually got off trail and had to oh. stop for a minute and then get our bearings straight, make sure that uh -huh. we're on that we were on the right one. Good thing y'all were with Justin because he's done it before, right? Yeah, but yeah. I was with Justin and because Corey had gone up on up ahead of us for just a little bit. Uh-huh. And me and Justin were talking, and in our conversation, we lost track. You weren't paying attention. We weren't paying attention. Oh. I kept following a footpath rather than the blaze. Oh. Which, that's not always a good thing to uh, do. To do, right. Yeah. I would gather that. But I would venture to say that 90% of our journey to our campsite on, on Friday night I'd venture to say about 90% was rock and having to climb. But you conquered the Pleistocene upheaval. We conquered the Pleistocene upheaval. Awesome. It took a long time, but awesome. we did it. It was, it That's was something. That's great. So, yeah, my goal mm -hmm. um, or our goal as a team was to arrive at the McDill Overlook uh, before sunset uh, so that we could so see the sunset because yeah. it, on the McDill Overlook, uh -huh. it has a west side that you can see the sunset. It has an east side so you can see the sunrise. Oh. And it is That's cool. It is an amazing place hmm. to, uh, to see. But y'all made it. We did, but it, it took a while because of just, I was so struggling. So you didn't hit so quite before sunset. Yeah, well, because of me being slow, I was slowed by just some little nagging injury uh -huh. stuff on my knees. knees. Slowed us down a little bit, but all the while there were there was really three things I was looking at. Mm -hmm. One was my prayer, mm -hmm. two was my song, and then three was my why. My prayer was based off of um, what Joshua prayed in Joshua ten when uh, he was about to fight the Amorites and he actually, he was fighting the Amorites and he prayed to the Lord, this un incredible prayer, um, Lord, make the sun stand still. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and the sun stood still that day and the Israelites contended and conquered the Amorites mm -hmm. because God basically miraculously made the sun stand still. So in my prayer, or as I was on this hike, I really wanted to get to our campsite. I really wanted to get to that objective um, to see the sunset. And so my prayer was, it Lord, I know, I know that this is totally just insignificant. It has no comparison to what, you know, Joshua was praying for and, you know, defeating the Amorites, and he needed more time. He needed more daylight. But could you just make the sun stand still? Just 
mm. make the sun stand still. Which he could if he chose to. Yeah. Mm. But I prayed it believing that he mm. could it. He could yeah. do it. Um now it didn't happen. Okay. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. But it just means that I still trust him, you know, mm. and that he had a better reason for not stopping it. Um, but I did make it up there just after the sun had gone down behind the mountain. Okay. Um, but that was my prayer. Sun stands still. My song, as I was walking through um, that Pleistocene upheaval and how much rock I had been on, my song that just was on my heart and on my lips was that it was that new song that we've been singing at church and it's that Maverick uh, the Maverick City song called Firm Foundation and man what and just being able to walk up across the rock and experience that and having that song just played through that Christ is my firm foundation the rock, rock on, on which, which I stand, I stand. Mm-hmm. you know it's faithful through all generations um so why would he stop now you know if he's been faithful through all these generations and i'm thinking about how much change has happened in all of this terrain that i just you know ventured on and just how faithful you know god really is and that he won't fail me now and um man it was just it was awesome so that was my song is that Christ is my firm foundation. And my why, you know, there been, there's been this particular backpacking trip. There's the one back in October, and then I did one back in um, January with part of my staff. And then you and I did a little backpack one-day deal. Mm-hmm. And as I started thinking about what's my why, you know, why do, you, why do I do this? And my why is because I get to. Because I'm physically able to do this. And there are some people that aren't able to do this physically. And I do this, I do this for them. I do this um, to really understand and know that, man, God's given me the physical ability, even though it hurts. At times, God's given me the physical ability to go and do things like this, and I want to go and do it, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. And to be able to stand on a on a summit that's you know twenty four, twenty five hundred feet. I was reading in uh, when when Moses went up onto the mountain at what Mount Nebo, and which means summit, by the way. Um, we um as i as i thought about that passage and and moses had the opportunity to look over uh at the, the at the promised land even though he couldn't go in it he climbed up around 2600 feet at 120 years old mm. and there on the mountain he died with his eyes full of light, he was able to see clearly. He was still strong. He was still able to do that. But it was his time, it was to, time go. to go. And he, he died. 
And then the Bible says the Lord buried him. He buried him. And nobody knows where. Mm -hmm. But God buried his friend Moses. And I'm like, man, that'd be an awesome way to go. Yeah. Let me just climb up here on this mountain. On the summit. Let me just climb up here on this summit. Let my eyes see the horizon ahead of me. Close my eyes. Check out. Wake up in heaven. That would be an awesome way to go. So my why is because I get to. It's good. Yeah, it is. So yes, it was a it was a great great weekend. Uh, crazy weather Friday night going into Saturday. Had some storms. Oh, man, and when you're twenty two hundred feet up. Thunder just sounds no, different. Thank you. Thunder just sounds different. I mean, it it's kind of like what I told you earlier. You know, when you hear thunder on at the beach and you hear it and it just kind of echoes and you know, just, right? Well, think about rumbly. Think about that, but think about like actually being in the middle of the thunder itself. Huh. And having the echo, you're just like in this echo chamber almost of thunder. All and around you. All around. You're right Not smack just. dab in the middle of the thunder. And then there's the rain. And it rained all night long. It got a little wet. Got a little wet. Now I was in my I was in my hammock. It had a rain fly, mm-hmm. thankfully. But part of my hammock I didn't prepare well enough. I learned my lesson, and a little water came in. My feet got a little Ooh. wet, but everything else stayed dry. I was good. Everything else stayed dry. Just your feet. Just my feet. But uh, thankfully, didn't really get a lot of water coming in, you know, from the sides or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was mainly just right there at my feet. But that's fixable. I can learn my lesson and um, and grow from there. But it was awesome. Can't wait to go back and do that. Uh, do that again. Justin and I are actually thinking about a little. Um, I hadn't told you this yet, but we're thinking about how can we do something with couples, meaning and do it from a um, a, a marriage development uh, type of a mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what it's going to look like. We're still just kind of talking about it. Um, but to be able to take the hard experience of being out on a trail and having a man and a, and a woman, that husband and wife team and putting them in a very challenging situation and seeing how they grow and develop from there. Um, and part of it is I want to do that prepare and rich assessment, be able to check out you know, the group that would be coming, identify probably about three to four couples and then be able to take them out there and see and and really teach the husband how to serve his wife and then also be able to teach the wife how to serve her husband and and understanding that, you know, the physically the wife is many times the weaker vessel is what the scripture says. And that's from a physical standpoint. Um, And there are differences. There are different things that each have responsibilities for, but yet ultimately they're 
pursuing the same mission of being a picture of Christ in the church and that relationship and developing the unity, developing the strength. And, and, and I guess for me, my, my thoughts there is I'm tired of the divorce rate being so high. And I'm ready to see, I'm ready to see something change. I think it's a great idea. And it, it, it. So I'm thinking that something like this is going to happen. I just don't know when, don't know how, don't know who, but I'm. We're still working on it. But that's just an idea that he and I've talked about. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like it. So, let's talk about Easter. Today was an awesome day. Yes, it your was. favorite holiday. Why is it your favorite holiday? It is my favorite holiday. Um, I love Christmas and decorating with trees and my Christmas village and like greenery and lights are all very special. But um, as far as the actual holiday, I just love Easter, that it's all about um, the fulfillment of what Christ did when he came as a baby that we celebrate at Christmas um, and then what he went through, just, you know, thinking this whole past week and doing my devotions. And um, I, I did a devotion, it was called the Seven Mile Miracle. And just just what transpired and, again, what he went through for me um, to save me, to redeem me, to rescue me, to ransom me, to adopt me. And... Then Resurrection Sunday is just the culmination where that is then when we truly have cause for celebration. Jason said it this morning, our pastor, that, you know, you remember someone that has died and gone on. And, you know, you um, have memorial services and remembrances. Um, and But that's not what we we have as Christians that we have a celebration because he died but he didn't stay dead and he was raised on the third day um, just as the scriptures and as he foretold um, to fulfill the law and um, to bring us back into relationship with God the Father so Easter is truly my favorite and just in, in thinking about Easter to me it the things that I love, it, it kind of are involved. When I think about Easter, it's it's church that is so dear and important to me um, with worship services, with family, and with a meal. You think about around the table at Easter a lot of times. You know, there was a lot of people that did not fully understand um, or grasp. They failed to grasp. Um, what Jesus was saying, sure. even in, in my Bible reading His this disciples. morning, yeah, in I was reading in Luke eighteen, and Jesus was pretty clear about, and this was the third time that he had said, um, that he was going to die, and they still didn't get it, and he was very specific about what was going to happen to him, mm-hmm. and. The Bible says that they did not understand any of this. 
that the significance of the of his words was was hidden from them and that they failed to grasp what he said and that was um I was like Lord I don't want to be like that I want to make sure that I understand what it is that that you're saying mm-hmm. and they I mean and the people were looking for an earthly king they were the they whole were. time they're still thinking about a takeover yeah more a ruler on yeah. earth to get rid of the Roman rule to yep so it uh so then today we had my mom and dad over mm-hmm. for lunch and then we had the boys and their girlfriends and Lizzie yeah it was a full house it was I loved it my full table my heart was full mine too my belly was full too because <laughs> that was some good food definitely but but my heart my heart was full and my uh my eyes have been moist because of the mm-hmm. joy that has overflowed mm-hmm. today worship was incredible the songs yes. that we sang yes. the message that was delivered the people that we got to talk to you got to rock babies mm-hmm. you know it just it's a good day yeah it was just a All day. really really good day so um parenting speaking of kids yeah speaking of kids our three well two are in adulthood yep. and one is fast approaching fast approaching yeah yes. we have tyler who's gonna be 25 yes at the in, end of well summer yeah uh, in august jared will be 21 in just a few weeks, weeks. and elizabeth just turned 17 and the and and the thing that we want to talk about here for just a few minutes is that parenting is hard but God is able and just to know that what what we're going to talk about here uh is not to put anybody down but to elevate the the elevate the fatherhood of God because he's the greatest parent. He's the perfect parent. Yes. And he he's the example we is have. the example that we have mm-hmm. that we can follow. And and not only that, while parenting is hard, the truth is, is that God is able. Matter of fact, it says that God is a father to the fatherless. You know, uh, that... And I believe it's, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it also talks about uh, even like to the widow mm-hmm. that he he's a husband, mm-hmm. you know. So, but but when it comes to, but when it comes to God as Father, He is a good good Father, and a lot of times people perceive they view God through an earthly lens you know what I mean yeah because of our past um, maybe how we were raised maybe the way our father treated us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes 
and that gives us a perception right and so when people look at god mm-hmm. they they may think that god's a dictator or they may think that god um is just ready to pounce on them when they do something wrong or i can never measure up or you can or never I have to measure try up to measure up right um there's a lot of different um ways that mm-hmm. you can take that relationship but the faithfulness of God and the love of God and I heard I heard it said today um that God loves you uh-huh so let him mm. God loves you so let him and People, I think, have a hard time understanding what perfect love is. I think people have a hard time understanding that God is faithful. They have a hard time understanding that um, God is for them, not against them, that he wants the best for them. Now, sometimes the best is not necessarily material. Um, what When I'm talking about God's best, I'm talking about God's desire for your heart for my heart for your life for your peace your hope those things because those things um are what counts and god's love changes everything it changes everything and i think just even going back to that whole story with the disciples lacking understanding about what jesus was saying when they when the significance of what Jesus was saying was hidden to them, um, when they failed to grasp what Jesus was saying to them, I think what happens to us when it comes to parenting is that you know the significance was hidden from those disciples because they misunderstood Jesus' true mission, that Jesus was not coming to set up an earthly kingdom and lead this new kingdom uh, on earth, Mm-hmm. but that Jesus was coming to redeem us and rescue us and to restore the relationship between us and our Father, the Heavenly Father, um, and that he was going back to prepare for us a place in heaven. And those disciples, their focus was on the earthly, on the earthly matters, the, the temporal Temporary. things not the eternal. Mm -hmm. And when our focus on life is earthly and not eternal, then we can easily miss the significance of the words of Jesus, and we can fail to grasp his plan and his wisdom. And for, for us, what does that mean in our, in our relationship with the father? Well, in our relationship with the father, you know, I know for me personally, when I was when I would struggle with impatience towards Tyler, mm-hmm. or with Jared, um, there was, you know, there were things that we had to work through. And for me, my go-to was anger, uh, especially if you got hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. If they were coming at you uh, with words or 
uh, anger or anything like that. My go-to was to, to defend you as my wife because you're my wife first, mm-hmm. not their mother first. You're my wife first. They came second. And you have top priority, and we're a team, and we do this together. And when they're outside of that realm um, of respect, then man, I, I get angry. I mean, if Tyler were here, I mean, he'd, you know, he'd talk about this. But, I mean, there were holes in the walls that we've had to patch up because of his anger towards me or my anger towards Both him. Of you, yeah. So I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be this angry father. I didn't want to be this frustrated father, although I did get angry, although I do get I did get frustrated a good bit. I wanted to be like my heavenly father. I wanted to be a father like God who scripture is pretty clear it says um that God takes our sin and he throws it as far as the east is from the west that love covers a multitude of sin that and and you start to begin you start to unpack the things that are in scripture that talk about how God deals with us how he is patient with us and he desires for no one to perish but for all to come to eternal life and so there's the patience of God in in dealing with us as his children. So if God is patient with me, then what makes me think that I can be impatient with my own children? Mm-hmm. Um, if God loves me in spite of my sin, um, then why do I want to hammer down on one or two issues I think the bigger picture for me is, you know what? God loves me no matter what. And I may not agree with the with, with a lifestyle or I may not agree with a a decision. Uh I may not agree with something that they did to you as as their mother. I may not agree with um oh just whatever all right me as a dad as a as a father what my children need more from me is my love for them and that I'm there for them um there've been times when that's been really really hard for me um I don't know about I don't know about specifically for you, but I know in parenting we must understand the fatherhood of God if we're going to overcome our fears and gain wisdom and be effective as parents. And let's face it, there's a lot of fear that parents have. I know you see it. Yeah. And you hear it. I mean, you you've been working with girls comes in out, small groups well it comes out even in third grade and fourth grade and at school with parents yeah um it, not knowing what to do and, and am i doing this right and making decisions you know um what do you think parents what do you think parents are afraid of 
What's their biggest fear? I think that we're going to mess up our kids. Well, your kids already messed up. Don't I, worry about I, that. No, but that's what the fear is. <laughs> yeah. If I don't do this, more. will it mess them up? If I do the do this, will it mess them up? You know, I, I guess. Yeah, we want to. What's the answer? Save to, them from everything. What's the answer to the fear? What? What is the answer to the fear? I'm not sure. What's the answer for them to overcome that fear? I think it's because what you're saying, understanding the heart of God and him as the heavenly father, we turn our children over to him and he knows what's best, not us. True. We don't know what's really, truly best for our kids. Well, perfect love does what to fear? It drives it out. Drives it out. Perfect love drives it out. Who's the one entity that has perfect love. God. Exactly. So if we have this perfect love from God, and his love is perfect, mm -hmm. then he drives that fear out of us. When we understand and grasp his work in our lives, and we follow him, we do, and we trust him, we trust his ability, not our ability. Right. If we if it's on us, we're going to be driven by fear. We're going to be driven by the fear of failure. We're going to be driven by the mm -hmm. fear of I'm going to do something wrong. My kid's going to get screwed up. No. It, God loves us perfectly. Therefore, he drives out fear completely. And it also says in the scripture that fear, the fear of God, is the beginning of wisdom. Well, Lord knows if we're going to be effective as parents, number one, we have to be fearless. Number two, we have to be wise. And the only way that we can be fearless and wise is if God drives out the fear and God makes us wise. So then when our kids screw up, and they will screw up, and you will screw up as a parent, but when your kids screw up and God has made you fearless and by loving you perfectly, and God has given you wisdom because you've asked for it and you've not doubted, you believe that he's going to give you the wisdom and he gives it to you, then in your parenting, you will find miraculously that you will have a little more patience. You will have a little more tenderness. You will have a little more compassion You'll have a little more grace. You'll have a little more mercy. All because God has shown you more grace. He's shown you more mercy. He's shown you more love. He's shown you how you need to be a father to your children or a mother to your children because of 
how he has been a father to me, that has a direct impact and influence on how I am a dad to Tyler, Jared, and Elizabeth. Now, do I do it perfectly? Heck no. I don't. I don't do it perfectly at all. But my model is my Heavenly Father. And I just hope and I pray that I have become more tempered in my parenting and become more patient. I would think they would say that. Because there's been a... We've grown. Yeah, there's been a lot of... I hope there's been growth. And there's nothing that my kids will ever do that would ever make me stop loving them. Mm-mm. Might want to kill them sometimes. <laughs> but, but there's nothing they can ever do that's going to make me stop loving them. And... And I would also say this. There are some uh, parents that, and I know you I know you hear this and have heard it, you know, either in small groups working with young, mm-hmm. with, with um, teen girls. young teen girls or even in the classroom. You've probably even heard this too. But um, kids just know what's right and what's wrong. It's, it, they know. And when they see something that doesn't fit uh, or isn't supposed to be there, um, like in an immoral relationship, mm-hmm. um, they know it's wrong because God, I believe God's law is just it's rooted in our hearts. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we know it's there. Um, I think parents tend to make excuses for the sinful lifestyle of their children and they and they communicate that to their younger kids or their other family mm-hmm. and just saying oh but we just got to love them we just got to love them and they confuse love with agreement yeah yeah you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I think so. What do you think about that? Well, I just, I think I we see it just within families. Yes. When it hits home because it's your family member mm-hmm. <laughs> that is doing something that wouldn't align with God's word, his principles. Um, right, we tend to say, let's just love them. We're just going to love them. And we turn a blind eye. Yeah. To the... Yeah. To to, to the immoral part. Mm-hmm. Or the sinful part. Or whatever, right. you know, ungodly. Yeah. It's not of the Lord. And it's not that you shun them and disown them and... By any stretch. I mean, we just said that we have to understand the heart of the Father, and it's His loving kindness leads to repentance. Yes. So it is loving them, but it's loving them enough to say, you know, I really hope that, you know, you'll check this with God's Word. Mm -hmm. I really hope that you make sure your relationship with the Lord is right. I really hope that you're talking and seeking 
and listening to God's voice. Those are the things I think we need to say Mm -hmm. that are hard as a parent. Yes. Very difficult as a parent. But God, in his wisdom and in his grace, he gives us a fearless heart. He gives us his word on which we can stand. He gives us... um, his love so that in what you just mentioned about it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. He gives us that love, that uh, deep love that allows us to work with our children in such a way to lead them to repentance through kindness, Mm -hmm. not through command and control, Mm. but through trusting and inspiring your 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 kids um the whole command control parenting format so long. doesn't work Mm-mm. doesn't work gain the trust of your child gain their heart because that's that's the target mm-hmm. that's the target the target is not for your kid to be some professional athlete the target or is to not make for your, this great or, or that this great, great or, or that go great. here to exactly. school or have this job. Right. Or, no, it's nope. their heart. It's that, the heart. That is the target. Or to parent the heart. 100%. Mm-hmm. So how do you parent the heart mm-hmm. that's behind their jersey? How do you parent the mm-hmm. heart that's behind their uniform? How do you parent the heart that's behind, you know, the clothes that they wear? Um, how, do you, how do you do that? Well, your parenting starts by how you operate as a child of God and receive God's discipline and God's love for you and you understanding how God parents you. And if you have a if you have had a negative experience or maybe you've had an absent father, um I'm here to tell you God is not absent from you and there's hope there. If you've had a father that was not a good daddy, I'm telling you that God is a good daddy and he blows that perception out of the water and you can trust him. Um, Maybe you grew up and maybe your dad was abusive. Um, We are incredibly sorry that that happened in your in your life but God's not that way and he's not abusive and I know there are tons of questions that exist even from that experience but even the Lord as our father who's a father to the fatherless shows compassion and patience and a desire to know you and for you to know him as his dad as as your daddy, your heavenly father. Even in what Romans, it says that he has given us a spirit of sonship through that ministry of adoption, and he's called us his sons. And I think it's important, you know, just like we can say some of us did have good examples um, 
to learn from and to to model some things after but on the flip side of that there's an opportunity for those that didn't have a good example to be the ones to break the cycle right they don't that doesn't have to be your story that you pass on mm-hmm. maybe it's what happened to you in your childhood or your background whatever it was those things you know you gave examples of but you don't have to perpetuate that and continue that along. So, you know, I, I just, I want to encourage that from all that we've talked about tonight that, you know, we just lean in to the Father. Lean in to His Word. Lean in to what He wants to say to you, what He wants to speak through His Spirit to your heart. To, to know what kind of father he is, our heavenly father, our Abba, Daddy. And as you do that, then that can then be carried out in your earthly relationships as fathers and mothers. That was a good conversation. We hope that you're encouraged by that. And if there's anything that Lisa or I can help you with uh, in in regards to parenting, listen, um, we're we not. We don't have it figured out. We ain't got it figured out. We still working we're on still this. We're still in this process with but you. But we've come a long way, and we got a long way to go. But we're in it with you. Mm-hmm. So we hope and we pray that you and your family have had a happy Easter. We hope you guys have an incredible week ahead of you. And as we, um, as we wrap up this episode of Quarter Three, be encouraged by this song. I'm there.